0: What up? Welcome to another episode of the Two Smart Dummies Podcast. It's your boy Big Facts. As you know, I'm usually here with my boy Q. My boy Q just had his first baby, so congratulations to him. He's taking a small hiatus. Uh, so we got a guest host here, the homie David O. He, he claims to know a little bit about basketball, so we thought he'd be a good guest host to bring in, you know, he got his guy D- Tim Duncan hanging in the background, got Ronnie Brewer with the crossover representing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what up, david How's it going, man? Nothing much, man. Appreciate you filling in for my
1: guy. Man, I, I really appreciate you bringing me in on this, man. Like I said, I, I really admire what you guys are doing with this network. Um I thought it was one podcast and and it's a whole network. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm real big on on uh you know building your own so i i really appreciate you uh letting me contribute to this right here man
0: i appreciate you supporting us man always uh been able to listen to the podcast let us know where you think we come up short man so definitely appreciate that bro yes yeah yeah no doubt all right man today so, as you know the nba is starting their nba bubble trying to get the season back cracking um i mean they've had some bumps in the road so far but all in all man as As they've gotten players, I think 322 players have shown up at the bubble, but only two have tested positive as of right now while being at the bubble. You have had some players like Westbrook, you had Harden. They tested positive, but they hadn't came in yet. But as far as the people that have been in the bubble, you've only had two of 322 people tested positive. So that's a good sign. So in general, do you think this bubble thing going to work out, bro? I don't.
1: <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, from the beginning, I, I really thought this was a, a, a bad idea that they would do this in a, in, in a pandemic. You know, as somebody that's really taking this thing serious, man, I, I really thought that this was a bad idea. But then I kind of, I kind of zoomed out on it and looked at it. They have the best plan out of all of the major sports leagues. You know what I mean? So, and it seems to be working early on. I guess this is very, very early. You know, yeah. so um, I think that we will see a spike in cases. And I, I, I feel like, you know, at some point they got to draw the line and say, all right, are we about revenue or, or are we about our players' lives? You know what I mean? And so if they yeah. see a spike, I would like to see them just shut it down. But um, with all that being said, I'm tuning in. <laughs> I'm tuning <laughs> in and I'm, I'm, I'm alone for the ride. But um, I just, I still can't see this thing working out long term, man.
0: Yeah man, I've been looking at it in stages like uh, what are you going to look at? So the first stage was how many people initially test positive before they come. At that point it was less than 5%. Then the next the next big challenge is getting players there. As you've seen, you see these other cases Absolutely. being reported, but those are people that hadn't entered the bubble yet. So I think they did a good job of isolating people before they come to prevent the spread. So that's another a big big hurdle for them to pass is getting there and not not having a lot of people test positive once they're there. The one concerning thing for me was Spencer Dinwiddie because he he te- he tested negative, and then throughout the travels and getting delayed, he ended up testing positive for it. So that was a scary sign. But the fact that you get 322 people there and only two people have tested positive, that's a good sign. Moving forward, now the next challenge is going to be what we've seen is a lot of players have been complaining about the food. Now you got players sneaking out. Now I do like that they're already enforcing their policy. Uh, I think Wait. you had Bruno, um, Bruno. What's the name? How you pronounce the name? Cabacola. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruno Cabacola. For he got traded from Memphis to Houston, he snuck out. So right. once you once you break the bubble, it's an automatic ten day. Um, isolation. I don't think he got the leeway to be doing that. You got uh, Rashawn, no, Hol- not. Rashawn Holmes for the Sacramento. He he snuck out and broke the bubble. So he's on a 10-day right. isolation. Um, and then they also got the, the NBA snitch line. <laughs> they said that a bunch right, of players right. been calling right. the NBA snitch line, saying that people right. are breaking protocol. So, I mean, I don't know how it's work, working, but – you know, like like you said, I think they have the best setup to try it. Adam Silver did say if there was a giant spike, they would shut it down. But just because of the revenue um, and things like that, I think the players are willing to give this a shot. And all they got to do is be safe, man, because if you didn't test right. positive it and you isolate and just do what you're supposed to do and play basketball, you shouldn't have a big spike. It's only when people are ordering out, trying to go out, see girls, mingling with the staff that you should be uh, exposed to it otherwise if everyone is clean you should be good
1: yeah that's and, and but what you're saying is a huge thing i like I, I read something about what the milwaukee bucks are doing on this thing and you've been seeing these players kind of complain about the conditions there and i read this thing that says the milwaukee bucks are approaching it with, Hey, we, we have one goal. We we came to win this championship. So everything else is, you know, this is not a, a, a time to relax. This is not a time to be in luxury. We're going home at some point, yeah. but we came here to do this one thing. And so you won't hear a peep from us as far as the complaining about, you know, the the, the, the grounds or, or the, the rooming and the board. You won't hear anything from them, what they say. You know, you won't hear anything from them about what's going on. They came to win the championship. And so I, I kind of like that approach. You know what I mean?
0: Do you think playing in essentially a small market in Milwaukee helps them?
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Because it's nothing to do. Especially when it gets to the winter time, it's nothing to do, man. Like, what What do you do? What are you actually doing? They, I think they have the advantage there. And I think young players do have the advantage there. Because a lot of the veterans, they've been in the game for a long time. And... Hey, we ain't broke no more, baby. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, listen, we, we, we used to, you know, we, we, we'll we do these hotels. But, you know, even when, you know, Ron came out to play, I think, like, they were staying off Rodale, Like, they, they were in some nice hotels. You know what I mean? So, uh, the young players have the advantage and players in that small market, they may have that advantage because, you know, it's all about ball for them.
0: Yeah, man, I was, uh, I was looking – and I could see why Rashawn Holmes might sneak out because if you look at the tiers where they put him in hotels, I just imagine that those play in teams are probably in some shitty hotels. They didn't probably get oh, the yeah. tier top tier accommodations. But still, he, he he needs to chill because I think the Sacramento Kings that have a shot at getting that A C. They really need him um, as a center. I mean, if you're not gonna have Bagley, even if you have Bagley, Holmes does a lot in the back, that dirty work, a that's a absolutely that's a finesse team. They need him to defend the rim. Those hustle. They they need that from him. But something about the Kings, man. They they just keep catching the virus. I heard Harrison yeah. Barnes got it now, bro. You had Jabari. Yeah, you had Buddy. Five
1: <laughs> players. Yeah, man. Like what's going on? Like I mean, I I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like there's players who really just need that that hard line rule. Just say, hey man, you need to sit down, Jack. Like, yeah. you know, like you, you can't be out here mingling. Like, this is a pandemic at the end of the day. Like, you know what I mean? This is easy to catch, man.
0: Yeah, uh, sack always seemed like that team that just had no discipline. You know, like nobody can make them just mm. chill. And like, just
1: that's a, that's a big thing.
0: The, the, the amount of cases that they get, and this shows that they kind of had no discipline as a team, that they probably have no cohesiveness because you shouldn't have. Like, four or five players get it, and then they isolate, and now two or three other players get it. Like, at some point, they have to get that under control, and I don't know if the Sacramento Kings has the leadership – to get things under control, and that's the danger that you have, and I think that's another reason why they tiered these hotel stays and who people are scrimmaging. They kind of put these teams together, these teams that may not be serious about winning the championship because they're not true contenders. They separated them. Like, they're not scrimmaging (laughs) against each other. So you got, like, the teams, the contenders, and the teams that are serious about playing all in a group together then you got a second tier and then you got those play-in teams that maybe not have a shot they're kind of isolated from the other teams until it's time to play those games
1: absolutely and, and I think you 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 touched on it like the leadership is going to be the big thing like I, I'd be really surprised if somebody from OKC uh, got out of line and that's all yeah. because of uh, CP3 like yeah. you know he, he's a no-nonsense guy like he, he he knows what to do here they have that veteran uh, they just don't have it in sack You know what I mean? Like, th- there's nobody to look to and say, "Hey, you know, sit down, young man. Like, come, on, come on. We we here so, to do one thing."
0: So you saying your guy Buddy ain't a leader then, huh?
1: Oh, absolutely not. Buddy's a wild guy. <laughs> he's a wild guy. You know what I mean? He's a wild guy. He's an islander, so he's he's used to loose, being loose. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Out these streets. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: All right, man. So we got some other news, man. Some big how big is the news that Rondo got hurt and he has to leave. They said that they're expecting him back, but Rondo hurting his hand. Do you think that affects the Lakers? I mean, they already lost Avery Bradley. Um, but do you think that affects him in any way?
1: I, I think that's uh that's a huge loss for the Lakers. I was just um texting a couple of Laker fans about how how good Rondo looked. He really took advantage of of this time off, which, you know, you do have players who didn't, you know, and the NBA is not drug testing. So, you know, you have a lot of players who did slip up during this time, which understandably, you know what I mean? But, um, he looked very good, man. I I thought that, um, he was going to be a guy that, that was a difference maker and for him to go out like this is, is just one of the first major injuries that I think we'll see. But for him to go out like this means that LeBron James Gonna have to do the majority of the ball handling, and that's which, not. Which he was vote doing. Well for
0: the, he was doing anyway. Wasn't he leading the league in assists? He was,
1: but I mean, come on, man. Even bringing up
0: the ball is is, is taxing. That at is. some I mean, point, man,
1: it's taxing. So you know, with LeBron, if LeBron's gonna be this guy that is being asked to do even more, then. Man, it's not gonna look good for them. You know what I mean? Like, I I I see maybe some fatigue setting in, even though they've had time to rest. And uh, it's an adjustment for the players as well. Like, to having that point guard out there on the floor is a, is a, is like a a comfort to those players. You know what I mean? To to kick off the yeah the, the offense to even get it started. You know?
0: Now I agree, man. Because I mean. Uh, playing in those series, they're going to be tough to begin with because it's going to be a dip, different type of atmosphere. But another thing you get, you don't get that break for LeBron, as you're saying. So you get that bit of fatigue where you used to be able to let him come off the court and then maybe Rondo come in and run the offense and take him off the ball. But without that, they really don't have another true point guard that you could depend on. They I mean, don't. you got yeah, you got Quinn Cook. I mean, I I I just don't know, man. This Laker team has always scared me in the playoff setting. I thought they were built for the regular season. I thought they were built to go having LeBron, having AD, getting them on a three-day coming off a of plane, you know, just playing somebody, that's devastating. But having seven games to just sit, match up, try to figure out how to take LeBron away, take, take AD away. I thought that was always gonna be a challenge for the Lakers because it's kind of a two-horse team. And if you take yes. one of those horses away and you start getting into that bench, LeBron ain't built to be playing, you know, 48 minutes a game anymore and AD can go down at any point in time.
1: Anytime <laughs> he did he did a local thing out here when they when they first got back and I couldn't really tell if he was joking but he said uh, you know he was relaxing with the family. He was eating burgers every day, you know, and then <laughs> recently he did another local interview where he said, you know, the challenge is getting into game shape. You know what I mean? So that's two times that I've, I feel like he's mentioned, like his conditioning has been the thing. But he did say that he felt the most healthiest. So, um, I mean, like you said, anytime he can go down. And then, you know, this injury is nothing small. I mean, isn't I, I might be mistaken, but this might be the same one that took Steph out for the whole season, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I just don't know, man. I, I know that it's dangerous coming back. People don't understand as an athlete, you get into a rhythm. They was in the se- in the part of the season and starting the playoff where they were loose. They were ready to go. They worked themselves in. They've been off for 3 months sitting. They're going to have eight games, basically a, a, a preseason to come back and then hit that intensity, you know, because they're not the, – the contenders aren't going to take these eight games serious. Um, a couple of podcasts ago, I said I would not play Anthony Davis doing any of these eight games because you have – nothing to benefit from by playing Anthony Davis you can just literally have him conditioning but if he gets hurt during these eight games and that's going to put them in a bad situation in the first round so I would say you shouldn't play Anthony Davis at all because I don't know how loose his muscles are I don't know what he's been doing and you do not want him to get an injury so I think he would be better off conditioning and getting into shape as opposed to being thrown out there during these scrimmage games because you know that dude. That dude can twist his pinky finger and be out six to eight weeks.
1: Anytime, man. And it's going to be—I mean, this was regular season that you're talking about. It's—it's it's going to be pretty physical down there, and he's um, just not built for it, man. But I mean, maybe you pay him one game. You know what I mean? Maybe one game just to get him in rhythm. But like you said, yeah, they were at the top of the West. They were like one of those teams where it was kind of like they were—they were floating. And yeah. a lot of the other teams were, you know, fearing those guys. So you know now arguably that fear is LeBron's going best away. season.
0: Yeah, this is arguably <laughs> yeah. been LeBron's Surprising best season me. in his career. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, At this
1: late in the, in, the, in the game, and um, yeah, man, it, it's it's you know I'm not gonna count them out, but it doesn't look it doesn't look the same. Let's put it like that.
0: What you think about Westbrook and Hart and both testing positive? for the virus i mean to me this is one of the least surprising things (laughs) that i can think of i mean westbrook seems like westbrook was a bit surprising because he seems more of like a homebody but I had heard he was doing stuff out in L.A. Harden, not surprised at all. Dude lives in the strip club. I couldn't imagine that he's just sitting in the house chilling for three months. So Harden, I wasn't surprised. Westbrook, that kind of surprised me. You think that'll affect them? Because I'm, I'm big in saying that I thought Houston was dangerous because they play street ball and they're going to run. But if they, if the COVID affects their lungs and their endurance, this could re- really be a big hit to Houston.
1: Well, that um, is, the, is the primary thing, like – will the COVID affect their lungs and their ability to run? But, um, I mean, we're talking about like, will James Harden be playoff ready anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, I mean, we've seen him in the playoffs. I know you, you were a big guy on Houston, but Still we've him? seen him in the playoffs. Uh, I've never in my life trusted Dean to do anything in the playoffs. You know what I mean? He's never been a guy. He's been getting smacked in the playoffs forever. Um, they had a good then...
0: run, though, man. They only lost to the Warriors, who's arguably been the best team in the league the last three years. The only team that had kept them out the last three years has been the Warriors. Harden looks like he's in shape. He looks like he's been... That's probably part of the reason why he has it, because he's been training with guys, and he's been out like running and stuff. But he, he's lo- he looks like he's in really good shape. Like, he's, he's one of those people that took advantage of this where he's been running and getting in better shape.
1: Absolutely. But, I mean, we've seen him in the playoffs, man. Like, I mean, okay, the Warriors are the only team that took him out, but, man, we got what, two other monsters now, you know? Like, one died and then two 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 emerged. Like, the Warriors were the team at that time, and I don't really think they had any challenges in the West, right? Am I, am I um, wrong about
0: Houston, that? Man, they, Houston was the challenge.
1: Right, Houston was the challenge. Now I think we got two other uh, monsters Santa, with Santa, your, boys,
0: your boys for a couple of years. So right, San Antonio right. so, was there for a couple of years.
1: So we got two other monsters now with the Clippers and the Lakers. And, uh, you know, Portland might still. So I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any faith in them. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I think they may push some series, maybe get some teams to six. But I think they're out of here, man.
0: What you think about Depot, man, Depot keeps keeps waffling at first. He said he wasn't going to play, which I agree with him when he said he wasn't going to play because he's coming off a major hamstring injury. He was just kind of coming back, working his way back, having a bunch of minor injuries then. And then we have this where you set out. So this could go either way. It could be a time where he was able to rest and heal, but it sounded like he wasn't confident. Now he's coming back saying that he's reconsidering and now he's going to play. You think that's a good idea for him with that coming off that major hamstring injury? I you think, think it's worth the, it? I guess that would be a better question. Do you think it's worth it for Depot to come back?
1: I, I think maybe because I think this is the year that kind of like anything can happen. Sorta like you can yeah. still, you know what I mean. And they were—it's not like they were in the eighth, seventh seed. They could—they could potentially be in the fourth if I—if I looked at it right. They could potentially be in the fourth seed. So um, I think before when he was saying that he wouldn't play, he was telling us that hey. You know, we needed some more time to do some 5-on-5. Five five. And I was like, this is the perfect time. Like, this is where you're going to Orlando for. You can get that 5-on-5 five five work. Yeah. So, I think that this was one of those situations where, um, kind of like how the Spurs should have handled Kawhi. Like, th- this should have been a conversation between the medical staff and Depot and say, hey, how are you feeling here? Let's yeah. push it a little bit. If you're feeling uncomfortable, let's dial it back. But let's not pressure you. You know what I mean. Let's not pressure you in the plane. Let's really handle this um, in, in a in a in a delicate way because we've seen what happened when you know you reach these playoffs and then players are like, hey, you know, we really need you out here, and it's kind of like, hey, I, I know my body. You know what I mean. So I think that really should have been a, a an intense conversation and some intense workouts between him and the medical staff to see where he's feeling. So if he's waffling, I understand. Cause that was a huge injury, but, uh, well, you know, so I just the, want him to be ready. <laughs>
0: the biggest reason why he's waffling is cause $3 million is on the line. So mm. basically if you opt out, the NBA has always said you can opt out, but if you opt out, you're going to forfeit the rest of the money. Right? So he has $3 million that if he opts out and doesn't play, I think that he thought, because there've been some teams that have excused players, you know, um, I think it was uh, Trevor Ariza, you know, he's going to be with his kids. But maybe the team, because I hadn't heard a lot about if some of these players were getting paid or not. I know that Avery Bradley, they were still going to give him a ring if they won. They didn't say if they still were going to pay him. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it comes down to if the team is willing to still pay you or not. And I think this became a situation that Depot said he's not going to play and maybe the team thinks that he he can play and is just not going to play and they're not going to pay him his money. So that's a deeper consideration for Depot because Depot isn't one of those guys that's gotten these huge contracts. So just throwing away $3 million isn't nothing to sneeze at, in my opinion, you know what I mean? So them kind of forcing him to play if he doesn't feel like he's up to playing and he feels like it's a risk, but then he feels like he needs to play to recap that money, I don't think that's a good – that's a good situation for a team like the Pacers, who is a small market team, and they have trouble keeping their star players anyway. They should be one of those teams that are trying to please a player like Depot because he can leave easily. They already lost Paul George. You know what I mean? So I think that they should be trying to please him and do the best thing for him long-term. And it doesn't seem like that's the situation. That's the dirty game of the NBA, bro.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I, I mean, as a Spurs friend, I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen (laughs) how this story ends. Yeah, you're right. uh, I've I've seen how this story ends, and uh, I can tell you one thing: like Sabonis, he's not gonna lead you there, Jack. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you're gonna need something else. Turner's (laughs) Turner's not the answer. (laughs) Turner's not the answer. So you know what I mean? Like they, they, they better play this uh, very delicately, and if they overplay their hand, you know, it could, it could be a wrap, man. It could be a wrap, and and it's a long road up.
0: Man, but I agree with you, man. When I say when um, you say that, I mean if 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 I'm uh, McMillan, I'm looking at it like, bro, we got a chance. Anybody can come out of this East. I mean, good coaching, you know, g- good ball movement, hard defense. Anybody can come out this East. Me being a Miami Heat fan, man, I like our chances. I like our chances just for the fact that I know what kind of conditioning Pat Riley keeps players in. I know what kind of style they play. And just coming off cold off the streets and playing these teams, I know it's not going to be no easy win. And that benefits a team like the Miami Heat. Miami Heat had a good record against uh, Milwaukee. had a good record against Toronto. They had a good record against some of these teams. So this is the time where one of these fourth to fifth seeds maybe can sneak into the finals. I don't think anybody from the East is going to win the championship, obviously, but, I mean, you can sneak into the NBA finals in the East. I I mean, I like Boston. There's a lot of teams that I like, and I don't know if I have an overwhelming favorite. This is something about the Bucs I don't like, bro. Uh, Giannis, if you shut down that paint, I think you can get him problems.
1: I think so too, and I think that with Giannis, I think this is this is his year to say. I mean, he, he has to he has to make it, man. Like, I mean, he's he's in talks like every year as as as, as you know MVP and this and that, and he's getting these Nike deals, and you know, he, he he's really coming up as a star. This is the time, man. You if yeah. you can't take your team to the finals this year, like we gotta we gotta have a discussion about you like you know what i mean i agree like, we
0: gotta yeah, have agree. a
1: discussion i watch you these 82 games but if you're gonna do that this in the playoffs and just sit down then you know we can put you in a, we can knock you down the tier you know what i mean
0: i i agree man uh, it was important to see that chris middleton looked like he was back healthy again and he was playing at a high high level um I just don't trust Chris Middleton, especially if you get him out of rhythm, him being a shooter. He can either come back and be in rhythm because he's just been shooting or he can come back and be off. But that's going to be a big deal with him. If, If Chris Middleton can't open up the court because Bledsoe's not a consistent shooter, you have other players that are shooters, but they can't do much else. You know what I mean? They're not going to be locked down defenders. They're not going to be able to consistently score. And I'm a bit. I mean, that's how they used to uh, get LeBron. LeBron was one of the best players in the regular season. You get in the playoffs, they just shut down the paint. And they forced all those role players. It's good in regular season, had the best record. But once you start really putting that pressure on those role players, you start seeing shit fold, and it, it gets overwhelming. And LeBron had to learn that the hard way. I think Giannis is in the process of learning that too
1: yeah absolutely and I think but I mean the only the difference is I think he's got a bit of a better personnel than LeBron had I think I stay there very slowly definitely I think he definitely coach. got a better coach yes <laughs> you know what I mean so <laughs> yeah. I mean at some point man you gotta drag bombs to the finals that's just the NBA man you I mean, gotta take him man
0: especially you in, the, got east. To, in especially the east especially in the east yeah So
1: I mean he's I mean this is his time to do it I mean if if he can't do it this year then you know he might get a little pass since you know we are going through a global pandemic but I think uh, I think his
0: passes are over bro I think his passes are over I'm with you I'm with you I mean last year I thought I thought he should have got there last year at least been in the Eastern Conference Finals last year to go out absolutely you know what I mean so I mean I know. I don't know, man. I'm starting to question Giannis, man. He' good regular season guy, but he's having he having those LeBron problems. I think you have those problems anytime you're a ball-handling – because, I, I mean, I guess he's a forward. If you're a ball-handling forward or guard and you can't shoot, I think that's always going to be the thing that keeps you from getting to the next level. Uh, like Just like a Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russell Westbrook can dominate you in the regular season, but at the point where they need you to shoot the ball – in the mm-hmm. playoffs that becomes big even that hurt lebron i mean even when lebron was lebron and he started facing those spurs team and pop was like fine i just sit in the paint and make you beat like that's a lot of pressure i don't care how good you are and so if you can't shoot that's why players like james Harden are they're really dangerous in the playoffs james harden's problem is he has a dumbass coach and his coach likes to put him mm-hmm. on centers and then have him handling the ball. If you ever hoop and had to guard a sim center, that's like doing uh, wall sits and squats for 40 minutes, and then you're also pushing the ball down the court. That shit gonna burn you out eventually. So it's not the best game plan. A lot of times when you see um, him really start to falter is when he playing against like Lamarcus Aldridge and these real centers. Or, or power forwards that can make him do work down there. If he just Lean guarding him. a bum, yeah, if just guarding a bum like Kevin Looney or something like that, he's good. But when you actually have to play some defense down there, that shit going to burn your legs out. I don't care how elite of an athlete you are. And that's kind of what are. was happening. Chris Paul I think, I was a think, benefit for him.
1: I, I think Harden has a second problem too. And uh, Kobe Bryant brought this up. You can't win the way that he, he plays.
0: And I don't know if he can say that. Though. I
1: didn't. I, I, I didn't agree with Kobe on much, but for for a guy who's been to that, he's took he's taken that trip so many times. Kobe Bryant, True. and he said that. And sometimes I do see Harden regress into that. Even though they try, they're trying something else. They're trying something else. But when the pressure is on, he'll regress into that. And if it's not working, man, hey, that ISO ball, man. At some point. You got four of the players out there. You gotta, you gotta go to them. like and they gotta be able to make a move. They gotta be able to get a bucket.
0: See, I thought that they see my thing is I thought that the style still worked. Because even against Golden State, they gave Golden State all they wanted. Then Chris Paul got hurt. Then um what happened was Trevor Reason went over a hundred in the corner. You know what I mean? And that's him right. passing and giving the ball up in isolation. Right. And then they 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 went away from Trevor Reason. They didn't value the role player like a lot of teams. They let Trevor Reza walk. Last year they felt it. This year they got another Trevor Reza with Robert Covington, probably one of the best spot up shooters, two-way defenders. He's a better version of Trevor Reza. So you get Robert yes. Covington, and then you put him with PJ Tucker, and then you add Westbrook. Somebody can that can take the pressure off of James Harden and pushing the ball. That like Chris Paul did that too. But Chris Paul is older, smarter. He played with pace. So he wanted to get in the half court a lot, slow it down. Harden didn't like that. So what happened is when they got in the half court, sometimes you see Harden get disengaged and just kind of stand right. at half court and not be involved in the offense because Chris Paul wanted to control everything, which is not a bad thing. We've seen Chris Paul, but that wasn't what Harden wanted to do. But Westbrook and Harden, they play the same, get the ball and go. It'll also give Harden some rest where he doesn't always have to go with Westbrook because you know when Westbrook go, he gonna go. he's going he to go. He gonna yes. go. <laughs> he's going to go.
1: He's going to go. He's going to go. But I, I still like just going back to what you said, you got P.J. Tucker, like, who, who's going to guard the five spot? Because you're going to have somebody, if you're going to run at, at this point, you're going to run into somebody who's going to lean on you. Like, true. If you're running into Montrez Harrell. Hey, Jack, you better have some energy on both sides. You know what I mean? Because Montrez is moving around. You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's what <laughs> I think. Guy. That's why I think that Bruno kid is going to be big for him. I mean, he was really good out in Memphis. Um, they got him in a trade. He plays that style. He's a small, I think he's going to play that kind of Clint Capella role, but he's one of those smaller, powerful, center-type guys.
1: But you think he can hang on to Montrezero? Like, I'm, I like Listen, him on now.
0: But, but, but it ain't about, like, Houston's not trying to stop nobody. Let's get that clear. You know what I'm saying? Okay, they are so just
1: going to outscore you.
0: Yeah, we're we just trying to slow you down. We're trying to, you know, make it tough for you. But they are not okay. going to stop anybody. That's not the goal. The goal is to slow it down, it's to make it harder on you to get a basket, um, it's to force tough shots so they can get it off the board and go. They're, the benefit that they're having is missed shots. If they can make you miss and get the ball off the boards, then they can go. Every time you make a shot, that allows you to set up your defense. So the goal is just to get you to miss some shots, make you to take tough shots. That's all they can do because they're not stopping anybody. Let's be realistic.
1: I, I think that'll work on most teams. That's not going to work against the Clippers. No, nah, I mean. Because the, the Clippers are going to stop you
0: yeah I've always said that the the Clippers is the worst matchup for them. the only chance that Houston has is for the Lakers to take out the Clippers they match up better against the Lakers than they do the Clippers the Clippers are a problem the Clippers are too deep the Clippers got too many defenders it's gonna be a problem when you can throw Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on Westbrook and Harden and then the rest of the role players is better than your team Pat
1: Babb is there Pat Bam is a dog like that first three is probably the scariest defensive that you've seen the scariest defensive Line that you've seen since Jordan Pippen, Rodman.
0: Yeah, if you take out if you take out Zubac, I would say that five. You got Patrick Beverly. You got yeah. Kawhi Leonard. You got Paul Morris George. Uh, who, who's the who's the and then you got Montrez Harrell. So I guess you got – uh. I right, guess shit. I don't know what Noah doing. You throw Noah in there.
1: Noah? Morris is there. Yeah, Moore, I forgot there.
0: about the Morris twin. He, he's a good defender too. People don't give him a lot of credit for his defense. So they're
1: going to stick you.
0: <laughs> and that's why I think the Clippers are going to be a real problem for LeBron because they got a lot of Absolutely. great defenders that they can throw at LeBron that can just tire him out. Like all of those players that we named can give LeBron trouble. And they've all given him trouble at some point in time in his career. Yes, so, so absolutely. you get cool. So, I mean, it'll be interesting, man. I, another team I want to talk about, bro, is uh, Portland. Portland, man. Portland getting healthy. They got Hassan Whiteside now coming off the bench because you got Nurkic back. You got Zach Collins back. They're big now. They're they're going to be in the starting five how they wanted to go all season before Collins got hurt. Before um, what they were expecting, get Nurkic back. So they got Nurkic and Collins in the starting lineup again, and you got Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench. Um, we had talked a lot about the new Orleans Pelicans and the, um, um, Memphis Grizzlies, but man, I'm thinking at Portland. I mean, we know what Dame does in the playoffs. We know when it's Dame dollar time, bro. I think Portland might be a dangerous scene. Uh, uh,
1: Dame is one of those guys. I think that is a dog when it comes to the moment. Um, I don't know if he feeds off the crowd, but whatever, whatever, whenever the moment is, he rides to it. He's, I'm, He's one of those guys that, hey, I'm going to take that shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to take that shot, and and it doesn't matter how ridiculous it looks, I'm going to take that shot, and it's a good shot for From me. wherever. You know I mean? That's the dangerous from part. From wherever. From <laughs> wherever. Um, but I just I, I don't know. I mean, you got white side. It depends. It's it's all a matchup thing. I mean, you got white side, Nurk back. I don't know how Nurk will look coming off of that hor- horrific injury. You know what I mean? I don't know how he'll look.
0: But even if he oh. doesn't, the problem is is that if they get that AC potent they're probably matching up against the Lakers. And the one advantage that the Lakers have on most teams in the West is their size. If they get Portland in the first round, they don't have that size of that size advantage in in my mind. Like they can throw more versatile centers at at the Lakers. You know what I mean? And so I think it's a bit of a problem. I think they're a matchup problem for the Lakers.
1: You think that's a problem with AD in the first round? We'll, we'll know he'll probably be healthy there. You think there'll be a problem for them in that first round?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, even if even if Nurkic is at 60%, Nurkic is, is pretty good off the pick and roll, and he's a rim that's defender. True. They're essentially starting two seven-footers. Now, you know that Zach Collins, he can't stay with AD, but he's good enough at moving his feet to kind of give him trouble and to push him to Nurkic. So I think the fact that they have two, essentially seven footers down there for AD to go against, that, okay, then I guess you start Dwight Howard with them. I mean, or JaVale McGee. You know, that takes away some of the offensive firepower that kind of clogs the lane that has AD playing on the outside more. I just think the ability, and then if Nurkic's not playing well, okay, sub him out and put Whiteside in, and I'll bring Nurkic off the bench. You know what I mean? These size problems that I see there and then, with the fact that you also have a a Dame Dollar putting pressure on him, you also have a CJ CJ attacking all the time. You have a Carmelo Anthony now. You know what I'm saying? It deserves some respect. Where, where who's LeBron gonna who's LeBron gonna guard? Because LeBron Melo can cook. You know what I mean? If Melo can't do nothing else, he can cook, and they let him cook out in Portland. So I I, I think this team could be dangerous, bro.
1: <laughs> Melo can cook. Uh, he's gonna have to do it consistently which I don't, I don't think we really saw that in um, – we didn't really see that in the regular season. I don't think so. Like, you didn't put together a string of games. You you, you really got to put it t- together, like, a string of games where, you know, you're just out there.
0: Uh, More rest but, in the playoffs, though, in between games. You're not taking those back-to-black flights. you stand staying in one true. place. You take that's those true. flights, that packing, that moving. You ain't doing none of that in the bubble. This benefits something like Mellow. Mellow is – that's why they call him Hoodie Mellow, summertime hooping. Like this is what Melo does. Take all that moving that's around an and run. shit. You know what I'm saying? This open run. Go to Jim Hoop. And that's what Melo does. You look at that starting five. You got Dame, CJ, Melo, Zach Collins, Nurkic. Then you pull off the bench, Anthony Simmons, see where he's at. I ain't gonna just be all up on him. But you know, that's where that's where you kind of get in trouble. You get some players that you not, you know, you don't know what they're gonna do when they come in. You're gonna you're gonna keep CJ or Dame in there with them, but the bench is which is scary. The problem is, is that they're playing the Lakers, and Lakers bench isn't that scary. And the, that's why the, I think the, it's a good the, matchup.
1: They, the Lakers bench is not scary at all, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, who, who, I, I don't even know who they have coming off. I mean, Quinn Cook and, and Simons, to me, are neck and neck. You know what I mean? So so that's so. What, I think Simon might be better. I, mean, probably, <laughs> well, I, was, I was about to say, I think <laughs> Simons is better than Cook. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah.
0: And I then mean, you got Whiteside off the bench. I mean, yeah. you can throw him with – you know JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard whoever's coming off the bench man but I I mean and then plus you're gonna probably you know mix and match some I, I just don't know man I like I like this Portland team I'm more and more I look at the roster more and more I look at that they're healthy and the and who they're going against I mean you got a bunch of young teams like you said we got Sacramento who's undisciplined nobody believes that they're gonna make it we got the Pelicans who's Bunch of young players. None of them have ever been there before. You got the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. They're young. When you put Portland, a veteran team, somebody like Dane, somebody they've been in the playoffs the last couple years. They've been put out by the Golden State Warriors. They should do it, man. They should. They, we saw what they did to the Pelicans. We saw what they did to the uh to to Westbrook and that OKC team. This Portland team is dangerous, especially if you see them in the first round.
1: Well in that case then Dame is another one of those guys that, you know, maybe not as much as Giannis, but I mean he's he's gotta he he's gotta get there, man. He's he's been so adamant about sticking with his team and not giving up on his teammates and being that guy who is not gonna ring chase. Well, if that's gonna be the case, then you gotta you, you gotta get him there. <laughs> you know what I mean. You if you're not gonna em. chase the ring, then you got to get them there. You know what I mean. And so, uh, you know, I guess I keep an eye on them. I never really thought about the matchup with them with the Lakers and making it, but um, you know, they, it's interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Dame is Dame and Giannis. Dame can't say that Portland ain't out there trying to put people around. The Dame can't say that they not playing players and trying to get people to come out there. I mean, before Carmelo came out there, they've been chasing Carmelo for three years because Dame asked for. You know what I mean? They they have talent in Portland, but what do they do with it? It's something that they're missing, something, and I don't know if that's Dame's leadership. I don't know if it's that Dame and CJ don't play well together. Maybe you need to move CJ and get a bigger guard or something. I don't know what it is, but he has the talent out there, and we've seen that because they've been the three seed in the West for the last two years. So they don't, you can't, Dame can't say he doesn't have the talent. But the fact that Nurkic and Collins would get hurt, and that team would fall from three all the way to, like, (laughs) nine, that's a problem for Dame, bro. He better make up for it in this bubble.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh, especially with Dame and CJ, I'm a big proponent of, hey, man, if this – we don't have to carry this – we don't have to do this over and over and over and over again. Like, at some point, you can move these guys. Like, you know what I mean?
0: I I mean – I think C.J. Cole, but at some point, man, C.J. going to be the one to go. You got to see what you can get oh, for yeah. C.J. Because you don't trade Dane, so you got to oh, see yeah. what you can get for C.J. And I think Absolutely. C.J. I think is the type of player that if you get him on another team, that C.J. can be a star in this league. Like, we see what he does without Dane. Right now, he's kind of in Dame's shadow. I look at him more like Tracy McGrady with Vince Carter in Toronto. Like, you move him away – you might see him really be like a 30 point a game type guy, Bradley Bill type of guy, because, I, mean, he, he <laughs> I mean, he cooks. I mean, he cooks. Absolutely. All right, man, let's get into a couple of these bum teams, man. What you think about basically the Brooklyn Nets? I mean, Kyrie blew up another team, man. He pretty much talked DeAndre Jordan into not playing. Denwood, he was on the fence. Now he got an excuse not to play. KD sitting in the, the background, crying. Wilson Chandler's not playing, and they the 7th seed. (laughs) They probably was coasting into the playoffs, (laughs) and nobody's going to even try. Then you got the Washington Wizards, who would have a chance to probably sneak the Brooklyn Nets, and they don't play nobody. Bill ain't playing. Bertans, I understand why Bertans ain't playing. But, I mean, Bill Bill was on a run. But, bro, this is your time to sneak into the playoffs. This is your Jordan moment, man. You know what I'm saying? You could sneak in. It, it it's not gonna do them any good to get a draft pick, <laughs> so why why they, why is Bill not playing? He could sneak into the playoffs with the uh the Brooklyn Nets being so bad.
1: I, I I I have no idea why Bill is not playing. I don't I don't think he really came out, and maybe he thought that they didn't have a chance, like the playoffs wasn't enough. But I'm I I'm think with he said you. his.
0: Something with his shoulder. I think he's been dealing with a shoulder injury. Oh, he did say his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're hurt, then
1: I mean, there's no need. He didn't
0: didn't miss no games on the season. He didn't miss that many. I mean, mean, they were resting him, but this is the time where you like show up. If you can play those games and drop thirty every other game, then you can play in this. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a steep. I mean, they had to. They had to make up. Because the thing about this is. Yeah, they're like six games behind, but they only needed to get within four to challenge somebody. With the Brooklyn right. Nets, none of their star players coming. They're signing Tyler Johnson, Jamal, Jamal Crawford, uh, Lance Thomas, Michael Beasley was supposed to be there, but he got the virus. He went home. You know what I'm saying? They they playing right. with essentially a, a summer league team. They can make right. up two games on them easy. If you get within four, you get a play in game, and they could get into the playoffs. Now you could get in the playoffs and probably get swept by the Bucs, but that's a stepping stone for your organization and you know what i mean i I just don't get these cats man
1: yeah and i think that it takes a certain kind of kind of player like i mean to speak with to to what you're saying like you want to bring your your organization or if not then why are you there you know what i mean so you know why are you there um, I mean you know I'm always the type of guy I mean if you are injured you don't want to play and I don't know if they really knew all the parts that would fall off of the Nets wagon you know what I mean yeah, Kyrie man so, <laughs> yeah, Kyrie really, Kyrie, Kyrie really uh, put his influence on that one but I think they're blowing that thing up anyway you know what I mean Yeah. Um, but yeah I mean if you can play man and why not bring your organization to the playoffs you know what I mean
0: Kyrie is like, who is, Kyrie is a virus on the team, man. He's just, he messes up team chemistry. This is one of the, the highlight teams last year going into the playoffs because of their team chemistry, um, because of how they move the ball, how hard they play. They surprised everyone, by getting in the playoffs, um, you saw players like Spencer Dinwiddie, um. You know showcase his talents to the world you saw Delo you know become a, a max level player and somebody that was that. I think Delo is viewed like Kyrie but he is actually a type of player that buys in you know what I'm saying like he's yes. viewed as being selfish for what he played with the Lakers but Kyrie is actually like a selfish player you saw what they did with Delo as opposed to what they're doing with Kyrie I don't believe that the Nets will ever win with Kyrie and KD. I just don't think they have the personalities to build people up, and you know, not spread the blame around. I think those are—I don't think they're team guys, man. I just—I can't see that team winning with those two players. I
1: don't—I don't—I don't don't really know. This time, I I won't be so hard on Kyrie on this go around. You know what I mean? He—he—he came up. I hate to say it. He had some valid points with what he was saying. You know what I mean? Uh, Where you know, there was something that was kind of bigger than basketball here for him. True. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, all right, you know, he was just waiting on KD to come. You know, so, you know, KD wasn't playing this year, so he wasn't playing. So he was just looking for an excuse uh, to not play. Um, but, you know,
0: they said he was good with everything until they said that he couldn't just travel with the team and sit on the bench. That's when all this shit started. That's, yeah. My question was always, he was in that board meeting, and even if you can't, Like, stop it. You should have at least, if you felt that strongly about it, it should have been a protest vote. It should have been unanimous. It should have been like 28 to 1 or whatever. You should have been that one vote. And my question was always, why was it like a week later till we heard this? And I heard that it was because the NBA said that if you're not playing, he can't travel with the team because of the limits of who can go. And because he couldn't go there and sit with the team, that's when he started all this shit. So that's what diluted the message. This was pure for Kyrie. I would be yeah. with you, but it's the fact that he didn't get his way, and I feel like this is a temper tantrum and showing flexing. And I, I think that he fucked the other team base up. He's Kyrie. He's a max level player. He's gonna get his. He's been. He has a championship. He's been to the playoffs. But don't destroy these other guys. You know what I mean? Den, sure. Woody, Lavert. These players that can showcase their talent to get another. Like Lavert is playing for a contract, bro. You Absolutely, know what I mean? Yeah.
1: That's true, but at the same time, it's kind of like—is he not going? I was expecting him to blow that up anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if who's their coach next year. You know what I mean? Him bringing uh, in—they uh, already ran Jordan, him
0: off. Who I think is one of the better coaches in the NBA ran him off is another thing.
1: Right? Who? I mean, what was the need for DeAndre Jordan? I don't, I don't, I don't really think that was a, a big need for to bring DeAndre Jordan in, like other. Especially than when you got homie. Jared Allen. You got Jared Allen right there. Like, come on. And then you could have spent that on something else. You know what I mean? So I was under the impression that he was going to blow that up anyhow. You know what I mean? Like, especially when KD was out. And so I thought this was a year that they would just blow it up and come back next year and make that push. Um, You know
0: who they talk about breaking in, right?
1: (laughs) Who they talking about, man? I I heard Jacques Vaughn.
0: Tyrone Lou. They're talking okay. about Tyronn Lue bringing in Tyronn right. Lue. So that's my I problem with Kyrie doing. and KD, man. <laughs> I don't feel. I feel like they're the corny dudes that try to be cool, but don't got their own personality. And mm. even though they're trying to be separate and do their own thing, they're still following LeBron's manuscript. Like KD right. been doing it, you know what I mean? And right. now he's he's doing it again, going and getting Tyronn Lue. Come on bro. Like they right. they they're, they're doing a copycat. It's like "Oh, well, well, LeBron won like this." So we're going to want we're going to win like this. Like bringing right. DeAndre Jordan with you, that's a LeBron type move. Like he's unnecessary, mm. but he's your guy. So you bring so him in there with So bringing you. in my
1: guy, yeah, just as a flex, as a power flex, you know what I mean? Like hey, we, I, I can control this personnel on on this team.
0: Yeah, he's he's a veteran, so I'm gonna bring him in, and we'll make them trade Jared Allen. You know, we can right. get something for Jared Allen. Like these, every move that these two bums make, like it feels like they're just copying and trying to be LeBron, but they're not as smart as LeBron.
1: But I think the the biggest and the biggest the biggest disappointment is they have a chance. Like this is their chance to, I kind of put it like like the Clippers and Lakers. Like the Knicks are always going to be the the team in New York, but yeah. at some point, like if if your other team can just rattle off wins and be the winning team like come on man you, you're gonna get some fan base you're gonna go into some fan base you're gonna go into some attention you know what I mean like this is your opportunity to do that like just like the Chargers and the Rams here you know what I mean the Rams are stinking it up it Just this is your opportunity to grab some of those fans in the city and especially in bumble. New York
0: New York is in New, New York is New York. Yeah. dying for a winning team you'll get a lot right. of Knicks fans they, they're they dying for a winning team bro and, and they're tired fumbling. of doling you know what I mean you can oh, get some God. Knicks fans oh
1: Man, I forgot about that. They tired of Dolan. They want Dolan out of there. He's kicking. He's kicking uh, Nick Legends out. He's kicking. Wow. there. You know what I mean? Like come why he holding concerts chair. in
0: Madison Square Garden with seven people?
1: <laughs> right, and here you are over here when it's your opportunity and you're just blowing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. Man they still got to do what they got to do next year and, and we still got to give them a chance because it is kd you know what i mean at the end of the day uh, i mean we, we it, know what
0: kd do but I, i'll say man um you know i'm a big westbrook fan and a westbrook took a lot of the blame for kd and mm. westbrook was all you can say what you want about westbrook But if you look, when he was with KD throughout the years since he got drafted there, he ate a lot of that pressure for KD. He was the one that that took all the blame. Whenever they didn't win, it was Westbrook's fault. He should have passed more. He should have did that. He took it like a G. He ate it. He never complained about it. I don't know that Kyrie can do that. Kyrie had problems when it was with LeBron. And if if it comes down to that, because KD's a hard player to play with, man. I mean, everybody can't play with KD because he starts to pout. Uh, I always say, man, with Westbrook, I used to see when Westbrook would kind of start cooking, then KD would do that James Harden thing or kind of just stand at half court. He wasn't cutting. Mm. He wasn't doing none of that shit to Golden State right. Warriors where he was getting open. Just throw me the ball and get the fuck out of my way. And that, that put a lot of pressure on Westbrook that needed somebody to open up space for him. So it'd be interesting to see that dynamic with Kyrie and KD because I'm not sure it's going to work. So you're saying they will not be top seed next year? Shit, I don't know. They might fight. <laughs> shit, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't. I don't think either one of those bro. I don't want the media get. They're in New York, bro. When that right. shit go bad, That's
1: not true. only are they, you know what I'm That's saying? They true. gonna get a lot That's of media pressure. Me. That is two guys that that really have Sensitive. a problem with the media. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, all right, you know what I mean? You just asking for it. Even if you're in Brooklyn, you you asking for it, Jack. Like they Kyrie gonna say
0: Kyrie gonna say the wrong thing. KD gonna tweet from his private account something about his burner account. Like I just feel like this shit ain't gonna go good, bro. I mean I could be wrong. They could turn into a dynasty, but these aren't like selfless players that's gonna come in and. Turn into
1: a dynasty. They cannot
0: turn into a dynasty. I don't care what they do. I I just don't believe it. I I just don't believe it. All right, man. Um, I want to touch on uh, your boy. I saw some news that was really interesting, man. Um talking about in practices that Horford's coming off the bench for the Philadelphia 76ers in practices Ben Simmons has been playing mostly a power forward with Shake Milton playing at point guard. Now, you know that the Sixers have really been having some chemistry issues with that team. Um, and through this season, um, spacing, some of the things that we've always talked about, Ben Simmons look way better without Joel Embiid. Um, but, but it looks like they're trying to shake up the team. And that, that sign of the Al Horford was always weird to me, especially yeah. trying to push him into the starting lineup. I, I don't know if Josh Richardson is still, if they're still putting Josh Richardson in the starting lineup and putting him at the two and putting Shake at the one. But Ben Simmons at power forward is interesting. I think that takes a lot away from what he does. But, I mean, I could see it working.
1: That's what, what I think was thinking. It. it takes it takes a lot away from what he does. I mean, the man can average, you know, 12 assists a game. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those cats where we talk about uh, the Westbrooks averaging a triple-double. Ben is right there, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody wants to, wants to uh, you know, double down on his ability to not be able to shoot the ball or he won't shoot the ball. I, I never had, really had a problem with that. Like, look how much he does on the defensive end. And other, the other things that he does, you know what I mean? But he disappeared so in I,
0: the playoffs a couple of times. So I mean, you can take away the regular season, but with that that jump shot thing comes into play where you play good defensive teams, and he ends up disappearing. Um, yeah, so I go, actually, get <laughs> go get a I
1: shooter. Go get a shooter. I mean, know they what got Tobias Harris. This is the thing that I think they got to blow this project up after this year, man. Like, I mean, come on, Who Joel goes? and Ben, uh, me, I if I'm GM of uh, Philly, I see what I can get for Joel.
0: See, that's that's the funny part. I me and Mark, me and Q been saying that for a while, but people tend to disagree, man. Joel is the personality, Joel is the star, but Ben Simmons is the talent. This is the Kobe Bryant Shaq situation in my opinion. And you're gonna be better if you keep being over Shaq. I mean yeah, being over Joel, bro. Yeah, um, I see what I can get
1: for Joel and 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 uh build around Ben and whatever position you think you <laughs> want to put him in. You know, get a shooter's coach or whatever, but that's who you build around, man. I mean, that's the, that's, it's not the simple choice, but, you know, it's the better choice. And then you got to look at the coaching too, man. Brent Brown, come on, Jack. You know, he's a I mean? rebuild like,
0: coach. He's not an X and O yeah. coach. He's good at rebuilding the team because I thought that, I thought that they made a big mistake. If you, were, I thought they should have tried this when they had Fultz. I thought they mm, gave up on mm. Folts way too soon. I thought the fact that Folts was, not not part of the guys and Joel's big personality kind of dominated folks. I saw a lot of those games and folks was playing a lot like he was playing in Orlando. Once he started getting loose, if he threw the ball away once, Joel kind of started looking at him. Then he'd get benched. They never let him rock. But if they were able to let folks play, if they were gonna do it, they should have did it then. Let folks play the point guard. Put ben Simmons at power forward and do some different things and let folks run with, I think they got rid of folks way too soon and that's going to bite them in the ass. Shake is good, but having a talent like folks and the, the things that I know why they're putting Ben Simmons at power forward, because like in those games in the playoffs, when Ben Simmons starts having trouble, they start doing some act some high low action with him and Joel right. and he's able to operate better in there. They can't play off you. Um, and he can still pass and distribute and be kinda like a passing power forward. Um, so I can understand why they would do it. I just don't like that they're doing it now. You know what I mean? Well,
1: they have to. <laughs> they have to. Right. I mean I mean they have to because they're gonna have to answer some questions uh next season. You know what I mean? Is Shake a, they have to do guard, something.
0: Shake's don't a point? Shake's not a point guard.
1: guard. I don't think he's a point guard and, and but you gotta think about it like I'm thinking of the guards that he'll face. Like if he tried that, and he was facing the Clippers, he'd be exposed. Like that one year where where Lin couldn't dribble the yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like like if, if he was trying that against some some dogs on defense, like uh, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess bless like even Aver.
0: even going against like a a Brogdon. I mean, bring the ball up against yeah, like a Brogdon. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I yeah. yeah. mean? That's gonna so be a problem. If, even if he folks, up folks are a good defenders. Somebody defender. who
1: can stick them then. You know what I mean? Like He might be exposed, but if he's just going to kick the offense in and get the ball in the post and run the pick and roll, then I think he's serviceable.
0: I think what they're saying is that he's just taking out Horford's spot in the starting lineup. I can't imagine yeah. that he's playing point guard. I think Josh Richardson is going to point be point guard. Josh played a lot of point guard for Miami. He's not a great ball handler by any means, but he can get the ball up and down the court. But he's still going to struggle if you put a player like, like you said, a broad, any type of those players, they can still give him trouble. if they. Because one thing they used to do at Miami is they would pick him up like full court, just disrupt the offense. That's what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah, yeah. And
0: and, and that's the kind of issue that you're going to have with anybody on that roster outside of Ben Simmons. And that's why I said if you're going to try this, you should have tried it with folks. They might ah. revert
1: back. They might end up reverting back. Like next thing you know, Ben's handling the ball again. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I don't disagree, man. They had to try something because this team was gonna go out early with what they got and shit. They still, they might go out even earlier now, but they they were not playing on all sim- cylinders, man. At
1: all, no, at all.
0: All right, man. So uh, before we get out of here, another thing I wanted to touch on, man, is uh, this this maker McCour Maker. Um, before. we just saw that he declared that he's going to uh, Howard. Um, uh, Mikey Williams was talking about this before Maker even said it that he was going to choose the HBCU. Um, I know we, me and you, spoke on the group chat. Uh, that I told you I was reading that book, Soul of the Game. You said that you've read it before, but the, the big thing about this move to me is the fact that we always think that colleges are paying these kids, and it's not colleges, it's shoe companies. So McCord Maker making this move is so big because it's like the AAU. If you get a star player and you put them on the AAU team, the shoe companies will come. And once you get the shoe companies, then you have the pipeline to get the talent. So McCor uh, Maker and Mikey Williams, whatever school they choose, then these shoe companies know that they're the talent and they're going to go to these HBCUs. It's going to start giving them the firepower. Because, I mean, me and you, I'm sure you believe, too, that college kids get paid and they're going to the the team that's paying the most. Well, those are shoe companies. Those are shoe-sponsored teams. If Howard and some of these HBCUs can start getting sponsored by Adidas, Puma, all these places, then you're going to start seeing more talent go to these schools. So I think this McCoy-Maker decision is huge. What do you think about it, bro?
1: I don't I don't think it is as huge as people want to think it is. And 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 I I've, I've I really have had like a problem with this because like during this pandemic right we're we're seeing a lot of these systems that have been in place we're actually seeing them kind of be torn down. And okay. and I think that House the bigger up. issue here well you're seeing um the Washington team changed their name. Yeah, You know what I mean? You're seeing uh, th- this is a chance where we have something to do something big, and I think that we're asking for small things. Like, you want these kids to go to HBCUs, but all that does is change who uh, uh, profits off them. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. just change hands. It goes from being this white guy to now you're getting profited off of by this black guy, and that's no better to me like I think right now we have to chair down to the studs and we have to say, hey, let's get these players on the payroll. You know what I mean? Let's get them on the payroll and let's get them paid and let's and and, and let's let's what they bring to the table if they're bringing these shoe companies, then let's get them involved and let's get them paid above the board. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and I, that's just I, how I, I feel about it. And also another thing on that is that I feel as if we're asking for this and and and. Uh, we're getting these HBCUs, and it's kind of like, all right, like we still need to have these these players paid, and we still need to have this avenue to where you can go from high school to the league. You know what I mean? And I just think that this this way of of of, of changing hands in the capitalism that's not going to work for us, man. Like we 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 need something bigger at, at, while we have the chance to do it and but getting these I players the, played is is the big thing man
0: i agree i agree with that i just think that in order to pay college players is is so complex not because uh i mean you should be paying them but it goes into non-profiting sports right because with the title 13 and all these different issues with fairness and equality if you start playing players it's not really about playing basketball players it's not really about playing football players it's about now you're going to have to have the responsibility to play swimmers and you're going to have to play volleyball players let's do it but how do, how, do, how do you divide the income up so that is a larger that's a larger discussion and i totally agree with you but my point is that if we don't we, we're still working our way to that and we need that i agree but outside of that, if that's not happening, we see systems being put in place to break down that system to punish the NCAA for not playing them. Like, we see that the G League is starting to be put in play. Mm. We see that the one-and-done rule is about to be eliminated. The NBA is about to start this G League, which is going to be like an overseas professional league where you don't even have to go to college anymore. You can go to the G League. So right. the things that we saw earlier with the kids signing in the G League and getting a contract, getting paid to play, that's big these these nba players going overseas buying these teams where you can go overseas and play before you get there that's big and the fact that if the systems are still in play which is which are unfair which we agree on but if those systems are still in play then we need to be able to utilize that same system and help out black colleges hbcus just like duke and north carolina and all these schools are being helped out right and that-
1: And and that's where I think we disagree at, because we can't play that same game. Like, we can't get into the, it's all about generating money for them. And it's kind of like, we have to check where this money is going. And if it's not going to the people who bring the money in first, then I I really have a problem with that. And another big thing on this that we're going to see, people think this is going to work out a certain way. Okay, you can bring in these shoes companies, and you have these players signing with these HBCUs. But let's just say it goes perfect and say, all right, now Morehouse is is signing all uh, top recruits, top five recruits. Perfect world. Boom. They got got a a hell of a class in Uh, football. You know what I mean? Do you actually think that the state of Georgia is going to allow you being from Oklahoma that, oh, okay, all right, you black people, you really figured it out. This is what we've been telling you you can do they're gonna stump that out very quickly like you telling but, me like georgia football is gonna just let more house like generate so, this? so like oh you, no, that's, too, gonna that's,
0: stump that out. that's two different conversations though because we're talking about football so i'm not t- okay. i think football Basketball i think football trouble? is dressed see i think they can't stop it because if that was the case that's one of the things that i was reading about in that book is that that's why they have a problem with the aau system is because in high schools those type of systems those are mainly dominated by white coaches and white systems when you get into the aau system that's just who has contact with the kids because these shoe companies don't give a fuck. you know what i mean so it's whoever I, i think so that's why the aau system is so big because it's just who's in closest proximity to these kids so in the aau system what you see is there's not a lot of a lot of these coaches and stuff in aau system they're not people with that's been coaching basketball there's just kids that's just people that can get contact with these star playing kids and that can funnel them to the shoe company so with hsbc that's what i'm talking about so with a player like mccord maker going to howard right he goes to howard so he's gonna bring a shoe deal to howard because just to get him on television, they want to have him wearing the shoes. They want to flip him to sign. So he's going to bring a shoe company to Howard. Once that shoe company comes to Howard, they should sign a long-term deal. Now you're basically on the list. Because of the truth is, a lot of these kids don't sign with schools because they've been sponsored by Nike since they were eight you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and they've been pushing them to nike camps they've been pushing them to nike prep schools they've been put so they're going to push them to a nike college if you're not on nike's list you don't have a chance like north carolina don't have a chance i don't care who north carolina is they don't have a chance with a lot of these kids because these kids are adidas players you know what i mean so if hbcu can just be a nike school or an adidas school then they can have a chance to sign some of these recruits so you start getting the recruits in you start getting better television revenue that's your funnel into the school to help the average student. If the athletic program is bringing up money, like a team like Gonzaga, before, who the fuck knew what Gonzaga was? Their basketball yeah. team gets good. Now you start seeing Gonzaga. Gonzaga becomes a household name. No, the players aren't look getting at, played, but, but it helps the school, right?
1: Look at, look at, all right. So when you look at a team like Gonzaga, look at the players. Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> they don't look like us. And, and I think that what a, on. Like a team like Murray
0: State, though, you know what I mean? Like, okay, okay. Murray you know I mean? State, but I mean, is a bad example.
1: North, in the state of North Carolina, you got Duke in North Carolina that are the main uh, schools in there for basketball. Like, come on, man! Like, I, I don't think you're gonna see like a North Carolina A and M like get uh A uh, and T. What's the black school there? A and T. I think that I, ins- I don't think they got a chance. They don't got if North Carolina does not have a shot. They don't have a shot, man. But, but, but it's, I'm, it's I'm saying if they don't have a shot. That,
0: man. I'm just saying if they don't have a shot because they're not a part of the Nike program. So if right. North Carolina's North Carolina's a Nike program, they're a Jordan program. So they're going to get only Nike athletes. If the kid signed with Adidas, he's not going to go to Nike. That's what I'm saying. Right. In order for HBCUs to even have a shot at getting these top-ranked black kids is if they get on. Now, a player like McCore Maker, he can do it, right? Because his brothers are in the NBA. You know what right. I'm saying? So he's not really losing out. He's going to get his either way. That's another my, thing. My thing is that when you start talking about it, we're all about kids getting paid. And if the system is saying that they're not going to pay the kids, then I don't fault the kids for not choosing the, uh, 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 HSBC because. They're going to places where they can get paid, like they're being funneled there because they're getting paid. So if these um, black colleges aren't a part of that registry to get paid, they're not going to go there. So the only way to start funneling these kids there is to get them where they're going to get paid there. So so,
1: absolutely. So then my question is this. Then why aren't these HBCUs a part of that registry? that's that's purposeful you know Cause what I mean? not
0: because br- they're not bringing in the talent they don't have the I don't ability think, i do talent.
1: i don't i don't think it's on them i don't think it's on them i think these shoe companies do care a little bit more than you think you know what i mean like i think that the 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 contract that they make with these big bigger schools looks a bit nicer than the ones that they can make with a more house and the dude your basketball team's not really going to carry your 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 whole school you know what i mean like like come on like I think I think it's, it's it's something behind that to where we have to ask like why aren't these uh, uh HBCUs on the registry? If that was the case, then Nike would just go to Morehouse and be like, All right, here. You know what I mean? That, See what but you But at can that do.
0: point at that point Morehouse has never gotten any top recruits and that's what I mean is it's kinda different in the AAU circuit because it's more like it's not we're just gonna sponsor a team. It's if you bring them then the shoe companies will come. So if I, if I wanted to start an AAU team now and say Ronnie Brewer was hooping, if I can get Ronnie Brewer on my AAU team, then I can get Nike as opposed to, oh, I don't want to deal with you because you're black because what you see is a lot of these black schools or minority schools are getting sponsorships in high school just because of the players. It's not because it's a white school or it's a black school, like that school in Miami uh, where Haslam went to, that was a primarily Hispanic school when Nike went there, and it's just because they put in a rule that said that um, you can go from uh, a majority minority, basically saying that if you're at a school that you're in the majority, you can go to a school where you're the minority, essentially, without any problems. Once they start doing that and they start getting athletes, they got a major Nike contract immediately. And so I don't think it's about race with the shoe companies. Yes, they're still using us. You know what I mean? I'm not never going to say that. But I'm not saying that they're not going to be opposed to give them a big contract if they show the ability to be able to get top recruits. And that's why I think McCord Maker and Mikey Williams going to these schools are big because they're showing the ability for HSBCU to – I mean, HBCU – whatever. I keep doing it wrong. To be able to get – HBCU. to be able to get a top recruit. If they show the ability to get a top recruit, then I think the shoe companies will come. That's my only point. And I think that will be big because they'll get more more play. They'll get TV con. Contract. Things are rolling. The only, the only
1: thing, the only thing I disagree. I, th- I think you're putting the onus on the HBCU to to get a top recruit, and I think that it's it's which comes first. You know what I mean? I I think that it, it shouldn't be on them. You know what I mean? Like if, no, if you're telling me that that they'll go where, where wherever, then at that point, like I, I think there's something else at play. You know what I mean? Like I think there's uh, something else behind the scenes that's saying, hey, you need to go here. You know what I mean, and we're not going to to, to go here. If that was the case, I, I feel like that'd be. I, I'm just not comfortable putting the onus on the HBCUs and saying that, hey, if you get this recruit, then we'll come. You know what I mean? I mean, that I, was the answer. answer then I'm pretty sure they could have done that a long time ago. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: not really. How you gonna get them? <laughs> like, I mean, they don't. I mean, you gotta choose them. You know same what I mean? There's. I mean, I, we think they get them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. But that's the thing is, and that's the misunderstanding is that we think that schools are playing. Like, if you Sometimes watch that movie. Sometimes I
1: boosters. Sometimes it I is mean, boosters. I mean,
0: yeah, true. But if these boosters aren't coming out, and I don't know if they are or not, but I know that... Um, One of the big things that they talk about in that book is That it's really these shoe wars Where coaches have some sway, they have some influence absolutely. But for the most part It's your connections with these shoe companies And if you don't have that connection And they don't believe that you have the power But we're arguing two different things We're arguing that, you're arguing that it's not fair I'm saying, I know the system is rigged In order to beat the system You gotta get one of these players Which is not fair, but it's real though (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it ain't fair though (laughs) I mean, life ain't fair though
1: but I, I think what's important is that um, I, I, I don't really know about McCour, uh being that guy. I think Mikey, Mikey's much better than him. I agree. So, um, you know, if if he can see some success there, then we'll see how it plays out. I don't, I don't know McCore. I think McCore was like number 75, 77 or something like that. Like, he was very low. Like, you know, he, he's going to take a while. Uh, you got to start just, somewhere, though. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but I think Mikey will, will definitely have more of an impact, you know what I mean, than, than McCore and, and I guess we have to just to see where it, it, it leads us, man. Because if you're saying this is all they have to do, then, hey, well, we've done our part. You know what I mean? Like, well, hey, what's
0: next? Nike, Nike deal coming for for Howard. <laughs> I want to
1: see that. I want to see Howard, Nike, Nike sweatshirts, all that.
0: You know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> All right man, uh, appreciate you being on. I think we had a good conversation, bro. Um you got anything you want to shout out?
1: Uh no man, this has been great. This has been a good time, man. Um yeah. You don't want to put them on your enough. picture? You can put them on your picture Instagram. Oh man. yeah. Uh dobvision.com. Go buy art, man. Buy art, yeah. you know? I take I take a lot of pictures. I'm, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good as a photographer. So, uh the site should be up in probably in the next hour. That's what I've been working on. So, bobvision.com Go buy some art, man. Take those, right. take those Scarface pistols off your wall, man, and go buy some art, baby.
0: I'm with that, man. I'm gonna be on there and see what I can buy, man. I need some art in here, man. We lacking, we lacking, yeah. man. <laughs> I got it for you. <laughs> all right, bro, man. I appreciate you coming on as always, man. You can find all the content at Two Smart Network. Um, be sure to check out all the latest episodes. We just released the latest episode of um, the Content Corner with Kenny B. She's talking about colorism. Uh, got the Wind the Smoke Clears podcast where we're giving you our top ten favorite uh, hip-hop albums. Um, not the best hip-hop albums, our top ten favorite hip-hop albums. Um, and we have Fumble Rooski where we just posted that. Where we're talking about Patrick Mahomes getting the bag. We're talking about Dak, how that affects Dak Prescott. Talk about d Jax his statements and you know what I mean? So we covered a lot on the fumble rooski. So also be sure to go check that out, man. Other than that, man, that's it. That's all. Appreciate you being with us, man. Peace.